are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Eric Garcia-Gunderson, editor and writer at LeBron Wire, part of the USA Today NBA Wire sites, also former Blazers beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian, and of course your host here on Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is right now 10.23 in the evening. It's an after-dark edition, except it's just me after the game tonight, the Blazers just wrapped up their game with the Houston Rockets and it was a fun game it was a blast to watch from start to finish it was back and forth it was it was fast paced it was very competitive the Blazers however lose for the first time in 37 days and they snap their 13 game win streak tonight against the Houston Rockets as Houston wins 115-111. James Harden with 42 points with some huge shots down the stretch in this game. Uh, he had one step back on Yusuf Nurkic that Nurk did a really good job, but but Harden just hit the shot anyway with with that step back that it's just it it almost it borders on traveling but it's not traveling. It's just so tough to stop and uh, he he just made more shots down the stretch, and Portland made a nice run at it, even after those shots by Harden. But the Blazers just couldn't secure a rebound down at the end, and there may have been some contact there uh, between Chris Paul and Alfred Camino, but ultimately it was not called. The Rockets get the last possession of the game after they they miss a shot, they get the rebound. Chris Paul gets fouled, or they call a foul on Paul with 1.9 seconds left, or they call a foul on Aminu, fouling Paul intentionally. Um, Another thing to consider maybe that could have happened there is Portland could have fouled, but I think at the same time you have a lot of really good free throw shooters on Houston on the court at that point, and to me it doesn't make sense to foul. Uh, I saw that you know, some people after the game were wondering why Portland maybe didn't foul there. Uh, I think it probably just had to do with the guys on the court and and not wanting to not wanting to to just get into a free throw game against because then at that point, if it's really good free throw shooters, you're just giving up points. And and there was enough of a differential had Portland gotten the rebound uh, to 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 get a real good chance at and a, a good shot at, at trying to tie the game or win it uh down two so i i see why portland decided to play it straight up they had just gotten two stops in a row uh nurkic made two really big beastly defensive plays on the last two defensive possessions before that last one that houston got the rebound on but uh ultimately portland was in a game and had a chance to win a game that they probably shouldn't have 
especially when you look at Damon CJ's numbers tonight. Damon CJ went a combined 9 of 32 from the field, including zero three-pointers. I can't even remember the last time those two guys played a game and didn't combine for at least one three-pointer. I don't know. I, I, I did not look up the basketball reference page on the last time that happened. I don't have the Elias Sports Bureau at my disposal, but I can say that that's a probably a, that's a very that's a very rare thing. Having uh, covered this team for six years and covered Dame and CJ together now for three, uh, I just yeah that uh, that just doesn't happen. And the fact that Portland was still in it was pretty impressive on a night when James Harden had forty two points, seven assists, and six rebounds. Chris Paul, on the other hand. You look at his numbers tonight, and he was 6 of 16 from the field, which doesn't sound great, but like I just mentioned with Damon CJ not making any threes, Chris Paul made five of his 10 three-point attempts tonight, including two in a really important stretch at the start of the fourth quarter. He hit two threes, and Eric Gordon hit another, and that was a string of three straight possessions in which the Rockets hit a three, and after going into the quarter down by one, they instantly took a lead. And as soon as they got up there, they kind of took control of that fourth quarter. Portland's second unit just got outplayed, but a lot of it was just CP hitting a couple of threes in back-to-back possessions or in, in two out of three possessions, excuse me. And 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 that was was a rough one. And and when Paul, you know, is hitting those shots. That, that's huge and he also at the end of the game I think something important and something to watch for because I think one of the things that Portland showed tonight is that they do belong with the best teams in the West and I know they've beaten the Warriors twice in that 13 game winning streak but uh, I think the Rockets by all accounts are you know have been the class at least in the regular season of the league and Portland went toe-to-toe with them on a night when when Lillard and McCollum didn't really have it going, uh, Mike Richmond, uh, m- my buddy, had a, a good tweet after this game, and it, it made a lot of sense. Is you know, Lillard and McCollum probably aren't going to play like that again, but they got great games from Harkless, Aminu, and Nurkic all on the same night, and they still couldn't come up with the win. And uh, so it shows how close Portland is, but it also shows how hard it is to beat Houston. And, and and that, I mean that's that's what it is in the Western Conference. It's about excellence. You're not going to beat these teams by, I mean obviously there's injuries, but you're not you're not going to luck into this. You're not going to slop into this. The the level of play that it takes to win in the Western Conference at the highest level is incredibly difficult, but also really fun to watch. And it, that was a, a pleasure of a game to watch tonight. Uh, I was really impressed, obviously, with Aminu, with Harkless, but Nurkic, to me, was the biggest takeaway from this game for me. He had 21 points, 9 of 10 from the field, 11 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, 4 blocks, 2 turnovers. He got in foul trouble. He, he had 5 fouls with about 5 minutes left in the game, but he did a good job of not committing any fouls after that and doing something that in theory, teams have said that they could do against small ball. And it's it's kind of the one 
play that a lot of teams have against small ball, but teams rarely go to it. And, and, and that's because there's not a lot of guys that, that, that are really good at posting up, and, and, and Nurk hasn't been very good at posting up either. But tonight, against Trevor Ariza, or James Harden, or P.J. Tucker, or uh, Eric Gordon, you, you have a lot of different guys in Bob Mute, uh, Luka Bob Mute. You, you had a lot of different guys who are all wings guarding Yusuf Nurkic at times, and the Blazers have been a little bit more comfortable in the last week, at least. The Miami Heat game especially stands out that they went to him in the post a lot against a smaller Heat team, and they they went to him again tonight when Houston went super, super small, and I think the biggest takeaway not only was that he was able to take advantage on the offensive end by taking his time in the post, being patient, getting the spin move, but not being out of control. He, he really had a, a different level of control tonight on his post-ups, and I think it's because he was taking his time and being patient. But not only did he have that offensive game, he was still disruptive on the defensive end. He, he was a great help defender. He, he did his best closing guys out, and he could make them pay on the other end, which, you know, Ed Davis, for as, as solid as he has been all season, he only had three points tonight, and I, I think it, on the offensive end, it's really hard for him. He's just not a post-up guy. He's not a guy that you give the ball to, and he can use his size to back people down. And tonight, we saw that Nurk against a smaller defender, if a team tries to go small against the Blazers and they stick a, a wing on him, he can post them up and he can score. He's got the body mass, even though he's lost weight. He's just a bigger guy than those guys are used to dealing with in the post. It was funny watching the juxtaposition of Nurkic posting up on the block against P.J. Tucker and and about those wings for the Rockets than to see Zach Collins do it. And, of course, you know, Collins being as slight as he is, you know, not moving Tucker at all. He still made the shot. But uh, Nurkic was, was using his mass kind of like he did when he was a little bit fatter, a little bit, you know, more plump, but now he's not. And I think uh, the, the the move of him losing weight, obviously the, the number one area where that's shown up is the fact that he's played in a bunch of games this season and hasn't gotten a major injury, re-aggravated that, that fracture that he had last year. He's He's really been quite durable for this Blazers team. He's played in, in 67 games this year. I mean... That is pretty, pretty incredible considering the, the finish to last season. And now tonight, you have teams like Houston that are pushing the envelope on small ball. You, know, you have Portland where they've got two guards, but you know they're still trying to be switchable. They still have you know some bigger traditional big men. And, and you have Houston that is going, you know, so they're still going further in the direction of pu- pushing small ball and pushing the three-point shot as far as they can take it. And to see Nurk end up a plus two tonight and, and to, to take advantage of Houston's size. And then also when even when Houston made those big shots that looked like it put the game away, Nurk made some big plays on the defensive end. He had a block, then he had a big rebound, and, and Portland was able to get the game to a two-point game with one chance to slow them down. Portland doesn't get the rebound, but... Nurkic 
was on the court against some small lineups and 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 made some big plays in the clutch and I I think that's the most encouraging thing for me is that maybe there's a little bit something extra there with Nurkic because Nurkic really can take this team to another level if he can take advantage of his size in the middle against these teams that play really small because then you have a real answer on the other end and I think the only thing that really got in Nurk's way tonight was foul trouble and so uh, can he stay out of foul trouble can he punish smaller defenders in the post and can he continue to be as impactful defensively as he has been all season and uh, the Rockets still scored 115 points but it, it was it was I was I came away very impressed with how Nurkic looked against this really small and stretchy team uh, I, I thought it was something to to think about and it's something I'll be thinking about and and uh, it, it's really really interesting you know Zach Collins has had his big moments and, and Ed Davis has had his big moments as well but this uh, season Nurkic hasn't really gotten, I don't think, celebrated for any of these moments, and I think tonight would have been a night for that had Portland pulled out the win. Um, and some interesting stats tonight uh, in the advanced box score is that this game was basically, if you break it down on a per-possession basis, I mean, they were basically identical scores. 122.1 offensive rating to 122.7 defensive rating for the Blazers. So, I mean, basically even. Uh, so, these two teams played a great, very competitive game, and uh, I think it shows that the Blazers belong. I, I, I really do. I think it shows that they belong in this Western Conference. That, and they, by the way, they had Dame tonight. I know I said in the last podcast that I didn't think they were going to have Dame. Obviously, I talked about uh, the nine of thirty-two between Dame and CJ tonight, but they obviously had Dame. I, I, don't, I don't. Baby Dame has not been born yet, but uh, still on the way, I guess. Uh, luckily also for the Blazers, uh, some things in the Western Conference worked out in their favor outside of the game tonight, but Nurkic with some big defensive plays, Nurkic, Aminu, and Harkless, before we, we send it over to the standings update in the next segment, they missed five shots tonight combined. Evan Turner also played well in the fourth quarter after that rally uh, by the Rockets at the start of the fourth quarter that I mentioned with CP hitting those two threes, uh, kind of sandwiching the Eric Gordon one. Uh, Turner made some big shots and and played through a, a left eye injury that uh, looked pretty gnarly. It was a gash above his eye. He was bleeding, had to go to the locker room, but he kept playing and continues to be a, a solid player for the Blazers off the bench. Uh, and then... In a second, we're going to look at the standings and some of the scores from around the league. But first, I needed to remind you that it's Wednesday, and that means it's Draft Wednesday on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Come play Draft with us. It's a super fun daily fantasy game. It's my favorite daily fantasy game, and it's just a great way also for us to interact, and, and it's something we do as a network on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We all play, and uh, come join us in our game. Maybe one of these days, if, if there's enough interest out there, we can do a Lockdown Blazers draft, and it's it's really great. It's not like a lot of these daily fantasy sites. It's just a very quick draft. It's five minutes. You're in, you're out. You pick five players on your team, and 
there's no salary cap, there's no budgets, there's none of that stuff. It's you just pick the five players that you want in the snake draft and make the best team you possibly can. If you can't be at the draft, you can set your rankings to say who you want to be on your team. So if you if you have to go into a meeting or something when your draft's going on, your draft list will take care of that. But the best thing for my listeners is that you'll get a free entry when you play draft if you use promo code LONBA. So download draft, go to your app store, search draft, download it and use promo code LONBA to get a free entry on the draft app. So real quick, we are going to take a look at the scores from the rest of Tuesday night in the NBA, although this is going to be going out on Wednesday. The Oklahoma City Thunder lose to the Kyrie Irving-less Boston Celtics. It was in Boston, so uh, you know it wasn't exactly you know just a complete gimme for Oklahoma City, but nonetheless they lose, which is a big help to the Blazers, who are right in front of the Thunder in the standings. Portland maintains a two-game lead over the Thunder as Oklahoma City loses to the Boston Celtics, and the Celtics are about to come to Portland. That's Portland's next opponent, and they will be without Kyrie Irving for that trip. Kyrie is not going to make the trip. They announced that today. Uh, He's going to get a second opinion on his knee, I believe it's his right one, uh, the one that he injured in the NBA Finals in 2015. So that's obviously a huge loss for the Celtics, but they didn't uh, necessarily need him tonight. Obviously, they could have used him, but the the Celtics were able to get a win without Irving. But as you may know, Portland also lost to the Celtics without Kyrie Irving earlier in the season when they were in Boston. But this one will be in Portland on Friday. That's Portland's next game. And uh, that should be still a tight game. Uh, another guy that the I mean the Celtics are missing a ton of guys right now. They got one of their big men, Daniel Tice, uh, got season-ending surgery on his knee. Marcus Smart is probably going to be out for the rest of the season as well. Uh, Jalen Brown took a, a nasty fall a couple of weeks ago and, and had a concussion, and he's been out for a while. So. Obviously, you have Gordon Hayward as well at the start of the season, and now you have Irving in the mix, which, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, at least a lot of Celtics people that I know, you know, just Celtics fans that I know, uh, you know, they're saying shut him down because this season is, they they already didn't have a great ceiling or a very high ceiling. They, they weren't going to win the East, most likely, even when, even mostly just because of Hayward's injury. And so uh, now Irving may be out for the rest of the year if they like to have surgery, you know, whatever the decision is. But he, all that matters for the Blazers is that he will not be there on Friday. But the Blazers catch a break from the Celtics tonight as they beat the Oklahoma City Thunder in Boston. New Orleans beat the Dallas Mavericks tonight, 115-105. Minnesota beat the Clippers at home 123-109 the Atlanta Hawks um they've been awful all season long but they decided to to beat the the Utah Jazz tonight uh in Utah which is a hard place to play and and Utah has been one of the best teams in the league for the last couple of months 
and 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 the, the hawks go in there and 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 mess them up uh that was uh definitely the weirdest score of the night uh detroit phoenix nobody cares but detroit won 115 88 uh and and the raptors beat the orlando magic 93 to 86 but that uh man that atlanta utah game that is a weird weird score but that's what happens in the nba uh you know the hawks may be trying to get a top pick but the players out there are still trying to play for respect and a payday and knowing that the game mattered to the utah jazz probably adds a little something to a team that is tanking or not tanking but has just had a really really bad season and has uh one of the worst records in the league so you come in and get a chance to play and kind of ruin a team season maybe a little bit and now utah is all the way in eighth and as we look at the standings i mentioned new orleans won they are in fifth behind oklahoma city new orleans is three games behind the blazers who are in third oklahoma city is two games back and then san antonio is currently tied with new orleans and minnesota is a half game behind them followed by utah and then the denver nuggets are in danger right now they are two games out of the playoffs now uh that is that's quite the the turn of events from you know where they were early in the season i mean this table from three through eight has almost completely flipped from where it was uh last month and and for most of the season frankly so uh this is a very interesting west and portland catches a break with oklahoma city losing to maintain their two-game lead and they still have pretty comfortable distance between themselves and the rest of that pack so if portland can just keep racking up wins where they should which you know their schedule is looking pretty favorable right now down the line uh they have a really good chance of, of being that third seed they got a road trip coming up here including a game against oklahoma city but uh, they also have some winnable games, especially including at Memphis, which is basically uh, that's on a silver platter for the Blazers. So uh, Blazers face the Boston Celtics on Friday. We just talked about what's going on with them. Everybody's injured, but they're still a very well-coached team. Brad Stevens obviously runs a really good system. And uh, it, much like the Blazers, when they're depleted and, and down a bunch of guys, those, they still stick to their system and they still play hard and there's a, there's a brand of basketball that you have to be ready for uh, with the Boston Celtics. They'll play good defense. They will move the ball around on offense. They still have Al Horford who is, you know, just a, a really underrated player in this league and beat the Blazers on a buzzer beater the last time these two guys played. So uh, it still should be a tough game. Jason Tatum's pretty good he also had a big game against the Blazers in that one so uh it'll still be a tough game but it just won't be quite as tough without Kyrie Irving without Marcus Smart uh and without Daniel Tace as well who if you don't know him I mean he was the backup center for them for most of the year and he's pretty solid but uh that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Blazers part of the Locked on Podcast Network leave us a five-star review if you could uh tell your friends And we'll be back with you later on this week. Blazers are off until Friday, but we'll probably talk to you before that. Until next time.